Hallelujah. Good to see you somewhere. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My new friend I made on campus, he said, he's not from this church, but when he heard I was coming, he said, oh, he will be here. So thank you, Samuel, for coming around. Give it me. So, um, Lita, I should thank you so much for having me again. I think it's a very good thing. I think I did something well the first time I came. To be invited again. Amen. Amen. So, um, thank you. President, Vice President, Secretary, and all the leadership of the house. Praise the Lord. Please, telling God is very good. Okay. So, those of you, I remember when I was on campus, when it's time for vetting, people have all sorts of excuses. That is still happening. It's been a long time since I attended the vetting. Now they don't even show up. Oh my goodness. Charlie, the system is becoming harder and harder. See, Putin is not sleeping. Understand. Things are getting tough everywhere. Last night I was telling my friends whilst we were praying that I had on I was reading online that they said Oh, I should was it a missile had been unintentionally shot from India, was it to Pakistan or so? Just last night. You you read you read about it. Yeah. yeah. Was it in Pakistan? Let me just be sure. But I know it's from India. And the excuse they came out to feel is that the people who were working in the uh, the bomb room, the the bomb where they keep the bombs, they said they didn't know what was happening. Then somebody made a technological mistake, and then before they knew, boom, the missile had been shot. Thankfully, it landed in a place where there were no human beings, so no life has been um, injured or injured. So the president came out to say, oh, we are very sorry, we don't know what's happening. I'm just trying to say that the system is worse. It's hard. Even now, bombs, mistakes are being made. <laughs> you are there, no one, they know, they will shoot and they say, that, oh, we are, then the president will come, oh, we are sorry. Hey, what kind of world are we entered into? It's not going to get easier. Right? Beautiful. It's not going to get worse. Because things are just getting tougher and tougher. One would think that the earth should rest a little bit after COVID. Uh-huh. But here we are with threats of wars, rumors of wars, like Jesus said, right? So, you must be waiting for no problems. Eh? A time of your life where you don't have any problems. You said that you want now you want support. Eh? I think usually those are the some of the excuses that come up when people are being asked to serve God and they don't want to serve God. Come up with all this. Sometimes when you listen to some of them, you now you even say that it's okay. I think go, go. It's okay, don't say it again. Because they look so um convincing. You see, and it's like when you look at the person, it's like and we all have to work. But you have to make up your mind to serve the Lord. Because when you serve the Lord, you are the one who gets blessed. Amen. 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 And you see, serving God, it must come out of the freedom. 
must come out of what? Freedom. Not out of any um, com- compulsion. Okay? You must not be compelled to do anything. But you must be free to serve God. And you must understand what freedom really is. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. That freedom is not the absence of problem or trouble. But it's your understanding that you are free. Okay? It's when you understand that you are what? That's when you can live free, you can serve free, you can move about in freedom. Hallelujah. But many times we don't understand that we are free. See the point? You don't understand that you are what? Free. And the reason why you don't understand that you are free is because you haven't known the love of God. Okay? You haven't what? Known the love of God. Our problem as a people is not is because we don't know love. We don't know what? We don't know what it means be loved because all the people who try to show us love have shown us such contorted expressions of love up till now how old are you? how old are you? up till now you really don't know love you don't understand that's why you see it's so hard to bear the fruit of the spirit amen it's so hard to bear the fruit of the spirit because we don't know love. Amen. The Bible says that the fruit of the spirit, Galatians 5 22, is what? It's love. It's love. Is that having you now show them the full extent of his love? Hallelujah. Am I in John 13? Find that scripture for me. He now showed them the full extent of his love. You remember that the Bible says that to know the love of God, which surpasses what? Yes. That we might comprehend or have an understanding of the, 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 the fullness of Christ. So, love is a journey of discovering God. Hallelujah. It is a what? Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible says, He now shows them the full extent of His word. Of His love. All the time they had been working with Him, the disciples. They hadn't known the fullness of love yet. So, at the time that he washed their feet, are we there? It was just before the Passover feast. Jesus knew that the time had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he now showed them the full extent of his love. That chapter talks about how he washed their feet and then told them about serving one another and all that. Praise the Lord. 
So it is in the demonstration of the full extent of his love that he invited them into service. Praise the Lord. Because if you do not know love, you will not serve. You know, be free to serve. Okay? When you don't understand love, you are not yet free to serve. Hi. When you don't understand love, you are not yet free to do what? And the reason why many of us are holding back and God is not yet experienced or enjoying the fruit of our lives is because we don't know love. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But there is a full extent. Say there is a full extent of God's love. And you got to determine that that's what your life is after. That's what your life is worth, is after. To know the full extent of God's love. Praise the Lord. It's a journey. It's a journey. The fruits of the Spirit is what? It's love. Favor key. Hallelujah. Well, the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is forbearance. I mean, Galatians 5, 22. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness. These are nice and good things. I remember when I was in SHS, I used to attend SU camps, and they taught us to, whenever we're reading the scripture, put our names as well as written, put of the Spirit. Oh my goodness, what an exercise it is. Oh, it was. Still is. Put your name there and see whether the sentence becomes complete. Seems like it's hard. Really? Are you love? Are you joy? Or are you joyful all the time? Are you peaceful all the time? This is like there's a disconnect. Eh, you're not exactly, or you're not exactly bearing the fruits of the words of the Spirit. Which Spirit are we talking about? The Holy Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Yesterday night, two days ago, I, I decided to watch a movie for the first time in a very long time. And I just told myself, that, ah, I don't remember the last time I watched a movie. Whatever I'm doing, I'll stop and watch a movie to sleep. Only to start the movie and sleep halfway through. Oh, and as I'm really falling out of love with movies. And it's been a long time. Praise the Lord. But I watched this movie called The Shark. How many of you have watched it? If you haven't watched it, please go and watch it. It's such a nice movie. Shark, not a 
shark in the sea. Uh, shark, S H, like OT shark. Okay, so like S H A C K. Such a beautiful revelation of who God is. Hallelujah. I just want you to understand that God is love. God is what? It's love. And it is in the full, in the full expression of love, is freedom. It's the real meaning of what freedom. You see, oh, Shakrosaya. The reason why, as a people and as a continent, you know, as Afri- Africa, nowadays when I'm speaking, I refer to Africa a lot. I don't know why, but it's powerful. Praise the Lord. We don't bear much fruit as a continent. Amen. He was a friend the last time and was telling me, I mean a doctor friend, telling me how this. And I said, I have to go to New Zealand. I feel like New Zealand is calling me. I feel like I have to be there. I have to stop work. I said, no, New Zealand, from Ghana to New Zealand, what's known? But it felt like this is where he belongs. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. So we started talking and you know, getting me good reasons why he's gotta go. And I'm like, you know what? I believe you. I really think that that is Shakari here. Because the way you have talked about New Zealand, if you go and say that no, you must not go, you become the enemy. Have you seen? So you have to just uh, say that I believe you. See, uh huh. So I believed him and we spoke. Gave him reasons why he really must go. <laughs> Even though in my heart of hearts. No, because people want to be free. People want to be what? And you know why we want to be free? Because we were made to be free. We were made to be what? God didn't make any of us to be in bondage. He made us to be free. That is why each of us is just an expression of God and in a very different and unique way. And you gotta love yourself the way God made you. Okay? You don't be there and be wishing that you are somebody else. You don't be there and be wishing that why don't I talk the way she talks? Why don't I walk the way she walks? Why don't I do things the way he does things? It is the root of all the fruit of the flesh. Jealousy. Hmm? Jealousy, mama. I think you probably want to sing a song like that. Jealousy, papa. Something, something. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Ah, do you remember? Anybody here who knows? <laughs> oh, it's right. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's the root of all the jealousy in the system, the envy, the, the fruit of the flesh. Before you understand the fruit of the spirit, or before you enjoy the freedom of the Holy Spirit, you must have been once beaten down by the shackles of the fruit of the flesh. 
If you have not known what it means to be in bondage, you will not love freedom. And so, in revealing himself to us, he gave us the law. He gave us the what? Hallelujah. And the law, the Bible says, is not imperfect. It is perfect. Psalm 19. The law of God is what? It's perfect. So it is not. Unwanted expression of truth. Like some nowadays believers, we make it look like. Like if you are a preacher who quotes a lot from Old Testament, we don't want you. We are embraced. We live under grace. Please, please. We live under grace. We are not under law. Huh? That's the other part of the sentence. We are not under law. We are under what? That is true. But you will not understand the meaning and the freedom that, that is supposed to come to you because of the grace of God if you have not been in bondage. Alright? Or you have not uh, been under the limitations of the law. And so, there is a benefit of uh, 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 being exposed to the law of God. Praise the Lord. The law of God is God. Hallelujah. You got to know the law of God in a way. Because the law of God is meant to be your makeup. Hallelujah. So that when it is time for you to step into the regions of liberty, you can really know how to be free properly. How to be free what? Properly. Talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. The law of God is not unimportant. It is what? Important. For you to have the law of God in you. For the law of God to restrict you. Huh? For the law of God to tell you that it's not good to sin. It's not good to steal. It's not good to tell lies. It's not good to take your neighbor's wife. Ah. But they are not here. I didn't hear the response. I'm not here. So I didn't go there. That thing in you, that makes you not happy when your brother introduces his new girlfriend. Oh, my brother. Why is it that almost all the, some weird things I say, they keep pointing at you. But you are the vice president of AGCM. What is going on here? Please, let the man of God be at liberty. That thing in you, huh? 
in the Lord says, I'm getting married. You go like, hey, the Lord. Fruits of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That thing in what? In you. Say that thing in me. Oh, Jesus. It's because you have not known the law of God. The law of God is righteous. We realize it's simple. The law of God is perfect. You should want the law of God. You should want. People think running away from the law is what will make them free. And then they go about bearing things that are not the fruits of the Spirit. And then there's confusion in the church. Because they don't understand. You will not know the full extent of liberation if you have not been In the holy bondages that God has provided to set us free. To set us free. Hallelujah. When you give yourself to know God by His law, you are giving yourself an opportunity to really know God. To do what? Because you see, what are genes? When in the classroom, what are genes? G E N E S. What are genes? What is a gene? Oh, I believe I'm talking to people who. Oh, please, I'm not going to take that. Please pray, my brother. Please, the guys at the back talk. What is a gene? Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sounds more like a classroom now. I like the feel of it. Okay, a basic functional unit of the hereditary function of a living organism. Okay, powerful. Anybody else? Okay, so a gene is a specific segment of a gene, right? Which is responsible for the communication assistance for the hereditary Powerful. Powerful. 
You see, this is what means if you're able to say things at heart level, it means you are really learning what you are learning in class. You also like chewing and pouring. Not good to chew and pour. See? You should be able to express things in your own language. Alright? So thank you for, for giving me um, those um, definitions. I appreciate it. Praise the Lord. Now, a gene, according to Lipping Cuts by Chemistry. Okay, like we said, that unit or that part of the DNA that's responsible for the storage and expression of information. Okay? It's responsible for what? So we have something called genotype and we have something called what? Phenotype. Genotype is storage, kind of, you know, and then phenotype is like we're expressing it. So you look the way you do because there are genes that tell your nose to go in this direction. And the other person's nose is a little bit bigger than yours because it's got genes that tell the cells that don't produce only one layer for them. Produce how many layers? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, what I'm trying to make is that we're made in the image of God. So God is also made up of genes. Alright? He's got things inside him that store information about him and things inside him that make him look the way he looks. Okay? That's the genes of God and it's the first revelation of the Bible we have. That's why we have what is called Genesis. Don't you see that genes is... It's actually genetics, but it's expressed in another way, so you've not really thought about it as genetics. Don't you see that when you're reading that, it's like this because this is because this is because it's just genes he's talking about. The struggle lets you know who he is. Do you understand? Do you understand? And so then what we call Torah and law and all those things, don't just stand up and say that we are not under law, we are under grace. You don't understand what you are talking about. Eh? You start, you write up law you want to be. You want to express. You want to start singing. You want to start making songs. You want to start, uh, what? Having a girlfriend or a boyfriend. Fruit. What do we do to show things that are in our hearts? We want to do what? You want to do things. But you've got to get, have roots. Do you understand? You have to have what? Roots. Your roots take you all the way to genes. Take you all the way to the real information that is stored up, bottled up on your inside. That makes you act or behave the way you do. So we don't have the genes of love. That's why we don't understand love. We don't know how love came about. We don't care. The Bible says in Matthew, the genealogies of Jesus Christ. Huh? Who was the son of Abraham and the son of David? And then came and continued. Who was the son of 
who was the son of before you even know Jesus Christ, you gotta know Abraham. You have to know Adam. You have to know all these people. All these things take you back all the way into roots. And what is all that? It's journey. It's, it's, it's a long walk. It's a long walk. Have you tried reading the Bible before? Like cover to cover. Don't you see how you break? Like Is this something you do in a day? Or in a month? Is it also say one year reading plan? It's hard, is it not? I mean, it's hard in the, in the sense that you don't, you're like, you're not always consistent. Every day. You know? Yeah, some people are there, that maybe they can do it. It's good. Ah. Hallelujah. Or two years, two years. What I'm trying to make is that it's a walk. It's a journey that reveals your, your weaknesses. Reveals your the fact that you are not consistent. Honor reveals your flaws. You get me? The, the, the journey of getting deep down into your roots shows you who you are. It tells you that you are not all that you think you are. It reveals to you that you need to be humble. It reveals to you that you need strength from above. That journey, that walk, it reveals to you that you cannot make it by yourself. It's such a revelation that comes to us. That journey, it makes us dependent on God. It makes us what? Dependent on God. That journey is the one that when people don't have, it says that a good tree bears good fruit. A bad tree bears what? Bad tree? How can you be a bad tree? You mean you're not even a tree properly. Bad tree. Example of a bad tree. Let's go to biology class. Example of bad tree. What? Did you ever learn bad tree? Bad tree must be a tree that is not even a tree. Mushroom. Like a tree. I mean, if a camera shoots it at a very, you know, close angle, you will think that this is a tree. But it's a false tree. A pseudo tree. Thank you. A pseudo tree. Okay? Because it grew over a short time. Short time, no, and it's a very short plant too. Meanwhile, it looks like a tree. It's a what? It's a pseudo. It's not really. And it's looking like it's bearing the fruit of a tree. But it's a bad. It's not really a tree. Girls, watch out for the boys. Boys, watch out for the girls. I love you. I love you. Yanko You know, I gotta touch on marriage because. That's, that's, uh, because, because, because that's the place where we talk a lot about love. Hallelujah. So, I love you. <laughs> now they are coming on to your case. 
Don't mind them. It's all because their nicknames are not known. Is it me? Your real name is Abutre.
when he realized it's so hard, how do I forgive? We go back to the book, the Bible, and it gives you another, yet another reason to forgive. Roots, genes, storage of what? Info. You go back to the roots, and then now you have another reason to express love. Another reason to do what? Express love. You see, because there's not a lot of roots, huh? and that means there's not a, 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 a lot of journey with God. I'm talking about people's personal work with God. So it's not really about how long you've been born again. Not really about that, but how long at a heart level you've been engaging God. Okay, you, you engage God. Okay, how long or how intense, how intensely you engage God on a heart level as an individual. That's what shows how much root you have inside you. And really that's what tells how much love you have inside you. And of course, how much fruit you can bear. The last night, Kimmy, I told you that fruit is, 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 is a result of a tree. Okay? Is a result of what? Yes. You don't usually go to trees and say that I'm going to tear a gift from the tree. That was the word we use. We use the word what? So when the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, He's telling us about after you have become a tree of God, what you show for it. After you have become a what? Because even when you are a seed, you have to go through the process of growing before you can even get to a place where you become a tree, before you what? You bear fruit. So when we are talking about fruit, we are talking about having worked with God and handle the truth for yourself. Always tossing it about in your mind. Should I go? Should I not go? David will say, should I go to battle with them? Should I not go? Eh? Should I do this? Should I not do it? When the ark of God, somebody touched it and then said, hey, what is this? It means that God, you can't play around him. Oh, the guy got scared. He had to go and do homework, do Bible studies again. Read, it's all in the Bible. And find out why Uzzah had to die. And because he realized that God is not a very... Like you have to really know him. Do you understand? Yes. He's not a very... like. He's very complex. Yet he can also appear very simple. But the fact that he appears simple doesn't mean you should just take him like... For granted. Do you understand? And that is what people don't understand. They keep saying things like... We are not under law, but we are under grace. The great expression of God is the simple, the way it appears simply. Like he said, you just came to medical school. You've just got the admission. You've just got admission to come to nursing and maybe training college. It's just happened. So you think now, everything, like it's just like that. I was talking to one friend the last time who uh, uh, finished school, medical school, and was telling me about how that he was applying to go and read some course in the UK and he said he's telling me that hey, everything just works for me in my life like since I was in GSS you know, when I was going to write an exam that means it just man I just passed 
oh, that's a scroll when we went. I don't know if God was with me. It just, oh, it just went through. Even in that when we came, I just struggled. I don't write exam notes. Sometimes I even think I'll fail before I know it's a bad. Like, I mean, it was just giving me a chronicle of victories. And I was just sitting there and said, and I'll say in my head, you don't know me. You don't know all you have been experiencing is grace. Somehow in my heart, he was about to do like apply for something. He was telling me about it. I don't know, maybe because of the anointing, I knew that he may have some challenges. Like I knew within my spirit that he may have, but I didn't communicate it. You understand? I'm just talking in terms of spirituality. But I didn't communicate it. So later he went to do that application and he came back to me later and said, Oh, I didn't pass you. In my spirit, I knew. It's like, welcome to the club of you have to fight before you get. You understand? All this while you've been experiencing grace, grace, grace. You think? You think? Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even do anything. No, I can't do. No, I didn't even know. I'm just faded. You see, it appears simple, but you don't know that there's a complexity of dynamics working in the background to bring you all that good. And so that's why you are treating the grace of God anyhow. That's why you are treating the grace of God what? Anyhow. That's why there are people who speak in so much tongues on the pulpit and they flesh around in the background. They don't care. It's like it's nothing to fornicate and then come and then who shot about who's fire. And the spirit is moving and people are calling. And it is working. The anointing of God is moving all over the place. Meanwhile, those hands did some things last night. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. He can appear so simple, huh? But you don't know him. You don't know him. He's not as simple as you think he is. And also don't be on the other side. He's not as complex as you think he is. He's something just in between. And to typify that he made you and me. Look at you and me. We look so simple like just some beings sitting here. But if you start going deep into the body, for instance. Realize that a human being is not just a human being. It's something wonderful and complex in me with such deep thinking put together. Praise the Lord. So don't misconstrue what God says concerning the fruit of the Spirit and sometimes what we, what we call the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So for instance in 1 Corinthians I hope I am communicating. In 1 Corinthians, maybe you can help me with that. The, the scripture that talks about I am nothing, I am nothing, I am nothing. By speaking tongues of angels, and I have not love, I am one. You've seen that scripture several times, I'm sure. So, 1 Corinthians 13, 2, 1, and 7. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, 
I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, powerful things, but have not love, I am nothing. Ah, if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, that means I get burned, okay? But have not burned. Um, in the past, people could do so much good that people start wondering what the source of their good is. So, um, have you heard of John, John of Arc? A little bit of history. Oh, just one or two people. Uh, I think she, she, she was a, a woman who grew up in France. God used her to save, um, save her country. Okay? And um, long and short, at the end of the day, the way she operated was a bit very strange and unique. Okay? So the people didn't understand her. Uh, in the long run, they called her a witch. Okay, and then they burnt her up. Okay, so that was her story. Praise the Lord. When you have time, you can just read a little bit about her. And as I just bring it, say it again. In psychiatry. Okay, mentioned mention in psychiatry. So just read a little bit about her. You understand. It just tells you the history of some of the things that were happening in the Middle Ages in um, Europe. Okay? So when the Bible talks about if I surrender my body to the flames, like I, I can go every extent, even if you call me a witchcraft, I'm ready to die for it. I know what I'm doing. Okay. But have not love, I gain nothing. Then love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, does not boast, is not proud. So I am nothing. I, I don't contain anything. I may be expressing things, but I don't have any storage of truth inside me. So I am nothing. Praise the Lord. So, let me just end by talking a little bit about gifts and fruits because I think I would ask to do that. And I think it's a very important thing for us to understand. Praise the Lord. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, my time is up. So I end with that. Why should end? I should end. I should end with what I'm ending with. Praise the Lord. The gifts of God are not uh, unholy. They are real expressions of God. They are what? Real expressions of God. The Bible says, for instance, in James chapter 1, verse 17. Still be on this scripture, I may come back to it. So let me just read this one. Um, okay. So every so sixteen says, "Don't be deceived, my my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like." shifting shadows. He chose to give us 
bear through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all that he has created. Praise the Lord. Quickly, if you have the message translation, read that scripture for me, please. So basically, the gifts of God are extensions of God. If you have it, you can just raise your hand and I'll give you of God are rivers of light. They are like rays and extensions of God to us here on this earth. So if you can speak in tongues or have the gift of understanding languages, okay, or uh, uh, what are some of the other gifts that the Bible talks about? Prophecy, prophecy, okay, and then what else? Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, healing, healing. Okay, what else? Miracles, teaching. All these are powerful expressions of God. And they are actually from God. So if somebody is expressing these things, um, they are in touch with God. They are in touch with God. But the Bible says that what God did these things is not like shifting shadows. Okay, but when he puts the things in us, or we are supposed to become like the people who are supposed to um, transmit the rays. Now, some time ago I had a vision, and I saw a prison, okay, a prison that light was running through. And the Spirit began to teach me and said, you see this light that is running through this prison? It's coming out and being refracted at a certain angle, okay? Now, depending on the density of the prison or the smells index, whatever, the contents of the yalat and physics, okay? It's all part of what we should live for. It's knowledge. You can't do light. You have to know some physics, please. You cannot follow Jesus and not know physics. Jesus said, I'm the light of the way you have light. You can't understand light if you don't know a little bit about how light operates. Oh, come on now, please. So don't, it's all application. It's not learning it in school so that you pass your exams, really, even for exams. It's for living. Amen. So I saw this vision and he said that depending. On the purity of the prison, this light will refract to the angle I want it to refract to, or it go another way. You understand? So, if the prison is made up of impurities, it can draw the light off tangents. It's not that light is not hitting it, it's not that light is not coming, but it's the purity of the prison that is determining the outcome. Are you understanding? Yes. So that is exactly what this scripture is talking about. He's not like shifting shadows. He has not come into you with a gift of healing and saying that it should be expressed. Sometimes you see somebody who is expressing the uh, gift of healing or maybe teaching. But you, you look into the background of the person or you see the person doing something very odd in normal life. Okay? 
And then you begin to wonder, like, hey, or you're in a relationship, let me see, let me see. You're in a relationship with a brother, a brethren, a brother. And this brother is very spiritual status, very, you know, powerful. And then, when a brother visits you, see the please, baby. the gift of healing, we can also be like kissing everybody around. You understand? Like, what is the meaning of what is going on? Like, you understand? You don't understand what is going on. And now, you, you start even associating that, oh, kissing everybody or anybody is okay. Like, it can also be an expression of the spirit. That is, it, it, no, no. It is the reason why we have a lot of confusion. A lot of confusion in Christianity today. Oh, she says she needs worship. She pierced her, her, her ears from here all the way up to here. Oh, then she can lead worship and she can do all that. It means if me do I do that, it doesn't matter. She needs worship. Her tongue has an earring. Her tongue has a, a tongue ring. <laughs> Her belly has rings, or her nipples have rings. Oh yes! Oh yes! And so, because she leads worship, listen, because she leads worship, and she does these things too, it justifies, you understand? So we end up following phenotype. We are what we are seeing in the church. You understand? You go online and you see this worship scene, they dress this way, yet they minister powerfully. And so you too, you start copying, talking about fruits. Now that we are talking about ABCM productions, eh? where is your fruit going to come from? Are you going to go online and copy what you are seeing all the worship groups doing? Or what all the drama groups are doing? Do you understand? Or you are going to go inside and commune with God? Go to the teams, search the scriptures for yourself. Have fellowship with God. Pray. Fast. And wait on the Lord for fruit. Or you're just going to look at the outside. You get confused. You enter Baal worship. You enter the God, what the godless nations are doing. And you confuse the whole thing. You confuse the whole thing. You confuse the whole thing. It's not that these people are not in touch with something from the heavenlies. But the impurities, the impurities, before it comes out, that is why there's a call for holiness. There's a call for what? For holiness. There's a call for holiness. Become chaste, become pure, become devoid of what God has told you is sin. Oh yeah. 
Get rid of it from your life. And then you can be a pure vessel that God can use. And then you can be something that can transmit the light of God in its purest forms. In its purest forms to the people that He calls you to or sends you to. Talking about fruits of the Spirit. Fruits of the Spirit. It's not that the gifts are bad. But when we are not pure, we confuse the whole world. The church, we can be the we are the ones confusing everybody. Confusing everybody. Sometimes Muslims are even talking and then we don't even know who, who, who is more pure. You understand? A Muslim dreads and we don't. A Christian has dreads and standing. A Muslim has dreads and standing. You can't even tell who is pure. Who is pure? In the name of I'm free. In the name of I'm free, we are doing all sorts of things. I'm free. And your, all your, you've won the tight jeans. See that way I've done myself. Everything is trapped. And you are leading worship. You are leading worship. We are not under law, but we are under grace. So right then we start making I think there's a difference between gifts and fruits. It's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. It's not really, it's not about semantics. It's about who God is and what He gives to us. It's about understanding. Because if I'm talking about a tree, I will be using words that talk about, um, for instance, maybe a speaker to, to explain what a tree does. He will, because He's referring to the Spirit as a tree, that's why He uses at that time the word what? Fruit. I won't come and use a. Uh, 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 other way, maybe words that talk about how this, how, how air is coming from this AC to describe how air, what air has to do with a tree. Because talking about a tree, so let me use the words that have to do with a tree. So it's not so much about, so much about, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Let's understand and know God for who He is. And what he's trying to tell us, he wants us to know him on the inside so that we can express him on the outside the way his word is revealed in us as individuals. You're going to give us any strange expression of God and call it God. You call it God because of your impurities and your sin. And you want all of us to eat it. That is why whoever stands to minister must be somebody who understands and who knows God and who is proven. In some churches, not everybody holds a microphone. Oh yes. Oh yes. You must have gone through, gone through, gone through, walked the walk. Oh yes. So please, may God's presence be expressed in us. Okay? He gives his gifts to call us or call more people for him. That's when the word gift is used. The Bible says that the gifts are call of God or the callings of God are irrevocable. The gifts are given for callings. You understand? My charismatism can pull more people. You understand? Maybe the way I behave in some things. It's just me. It's my phenotype. 
And somebody may like it more. And actually, people, some people don't like it. It may put some people off. But who cares? So it will call the people that are supposed to come to God through me. That is calling. The gifts are given for what? Calling. So more people must express more gifts so that more people of all different expressions and types will come. Will come. So you must express your gifts so that there will be what? Calling. There will be what? Calling. Pulling into the church. If you have a singing gift and you are keeping it, somebody is not going to step into the body of Christ because of you. You're supposed to be writing songs by now. You're supposed to be writing songs by now. You are still sitting there. You're not doing nothing. You're not doing nothing about it. You are keeping those things out there. It's because you're not using your gift. That's why there are no pullings. That's why there are no callings. But you got to use it. And how are you going to use it? You got to let God and His fire work inside you. Purify you. Purify you. So that the light that is cascading from the heavens, like rivers of light falling from the heavens, will be received in good faith and transmitted so that others will know Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May the truth become clear in our spirits. May we walk with God and know Him for who He is. May His Spirit be revealed in us. May Jesus mighty name stand to your feet. Pray for yourself right now. Pray for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit purify you. Let the Holy Spirit burn in you a holy fire that will set you apart for good works, that will set you apart for what God has called you to do. Your life has to yield. Your life has to profit God. So tell God, purify me. Okay, purify me. Purify me. Purify me. Purify me. It is in that purification process that we know the full extent of His love for us. He takes us through one step and another and another and another. Where we think we have hit, we don't have strength to carry on, but we break down on our knees, we break down in tears and say, Father, help me. Am I supposed to love again? Am I supposed to consider again? Surely only you can help me. Surely only you can fill me. It is in that place of crying out to God that fill me, Lord. Am I supposed to learn again after all these failures? After failing all these exams all the time? Now people are calling me names. Am I supposed to attempt again? Am I supposed to believe again? And then that sweet voice says, believe again. He says, try again. He says, have faith again. Have faith again. And as you listen to that voice, as you break down in humility, then a purification process begins. Then you start knowing the love of God. Say, God, purify me. Purify me for more fruits. Purify me for more fruits. 
more expressions of the gift of God. 